This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you all to the Warning Radio program. Also, those that are watching on social media, welcome. I have apostolic leader Dennis Moore out of Dallas, Texas. I know he's on his way to Montana, and he'll be in a conference there. Throne Room Authority, that's a subject that uh, we're going to speak a little bit about. A lot of people don't understand it. Dennis, why don't you begin? Okay. You know, when we talk about throne room authority, we're really talking about positional authority. And the Bible says that we come boldly into the throne room of grace. That's a, that's a gift that we receive when we receive our salvation. We are covered by the blood of Jesus, by his sanctifying work. We have the privilege and the honor not just to come to the throne room, but to come in boldness. In other words, to come in confidence, to come knowing that our Father is ready to hear what we have to say, what is on our heart, and it says come in that time of need. But on the other, the flip side, is we need to listen to what the Father is saying. Now, that may be an unusual concept for some people. How do I listen to what the Father is saying? Well, let me use the word perceive. We perceive our spirit can pick up a lot more than just what our natural mind can pick up. And so when we perceive that we're in the presence of God and we perceive that we're in this beautiful place called the throne room, well, it's in that place that we also are told in Ephesians that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, that may not be a sermon that you've heard lately, but it definitely is in the Word. And it tells us we have a positional place. Not only do we have the opportunity to come boldly into the throne room of grace, but we have a positional place, which is a position of authority. When you're seated, just as Christ is seated, the Father is seated, there is an authority that God places upon his people. Now, that authority is directly tied in to the will of God, because the Bible tells us that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if we're going to be praying, and that's the prayer that God told us to pray, if we're going to be praying, then we need to know what is God's will in heaven. And so we need to be those who practice the presence of God, those who practice coming into his presence, those who practice listening to what the Father is saying, listening to what uh, the sounds of heaven are, so that we can be uh, quickened in our spirit, so we can move in an authority, because the Father will 
give you words to speak. He will he will give you a burden. He'll give you a passion. He'll give you a, a word. He'll give you a sense. And um, oftentimes I find myself in prayer. I'm just praying one direction. All of a sudden I feel this urgency to pray another direction. I feel a clear word from the Lord. And I'm to pray. Maybe it's for a nation. Maybe it's for a people. Maybe it's for a person. But I really want to focus in on what what the Father wants. Well, let me make a couple comments now. You've covered a lot of territory already. But, you know, as you mentioned, the will of God, that's very important. People praying according to the will of God. I know I did a, a series of messages uh, some time ago on binding and loosing, and knowing the will of God is important. You can't bind what God's not going to bind, and can't loose what God won't loose. And so knowing the will of God in praying is important. Uh, You know, people say a lack of knowledge, people perish. You use the word perceiving. Many people don't realize their position. They don't realize, they don't perceive that they have this opportunity and this privilege to be in the throne room of God. And so I think this is a very important subject. Another thing that, uh, you know, as you were talking As you move with the Holy Spirit, as he leads you in different directions, it reminds us of a trip you and I and other pastors took some years ago, Washington, D.C. We spent six to eight hours a day praying, and it was just wonderful for people, if they were there, to watch it, to see how God moved us from one area to another through revelation. Uh, Dennis, that was quite a trip, and it goes exactly on what you're saying perceiving and moving according to the will of God. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have been given authority. For example, the Bible tells us to pray for the sick. Okay, we have an authority to pray for the sick. The Bible says that we can pray for one another. Okay, there's an authority there. But we don't have the power. And even when Jesus ministered, it, it the, the Word tells us that the Holy Spirit was there, and I'm paraphrasing, but he was there, bringing the power to break to uh, manifest the will of God. So we have, one, we have the right to seek our Father. We have the right to hear from our Father. And then we have the right to work with the Holy Spirit. And we don't have the power. If we're off base, we can pray uh, maybe some crazy prayers that won't have any effect because the Holy Spirit will only endorse what the Father is is endorsing. Excellent, excellent. I know sometimes people get into real false doctrine out there because they think all of a sudden uh, they can, through their own imagination, their own inspiration, all of a sudden (laughs) speak contrary to the will of God and the Word of God. You can get into a lot of heresy, Dennis. Oh, absolutely. And this is where we have to really spend time allowing the Holy Spirit to cleanse us, we need to spend time in the Word. We need to spend time listening. I often tell people, don't just talk. Learn to listen. Because if all you do is talk, then how are you going to hear what the Father is saying? And yet it says that we, we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So if I'm going to, to live on what He is communicating, what He is saying, and I desperately need that, because how am I going to be effective in prayer if I don't know what the will of the Father is. I don't know what he's communicating. Exactly. And one of the way of listening is to know the word of God. Uh, See what God is saying through the word, because the word is always the acid test of what you're 
perceiving? Uh, is it from God? Uh, if it's contrary to the known will of God through the Word of God, it's not from God. Dennis? Yeah, I agree. And I think there's two things that we can focus on. One is we focus on the Word of God, and that's why we want to spend a lot of time, even um, before we pray, we want to spend time in the Word, and we want to spend time worshiping. We want to get into the atmosphere into the atmosphere of heaven. Now, I've had people say to me, well, I've never been to heaven. Okay, you may have been there, but maybe you didn't know you were, because uh, if you've been one that's been praying and interceding, uh, you know, you're probably uh, having experiences that you're not aware of. But again, it goes back to that word perception. And what I do is I just I just say, well, Father, I'm here. I'm coming into your presence. I recognize that your word tells me I can, I can come to, into your presence boldly, and I'm coming, and I'm here to hear what you have to say, because I want to align my heart and my will with your heart and your will, so that that which is the will of heaven can be done here on earth. That's good, Dennis. Um, as you were talking about heaven and people saying, I've never been there, here's something to think about. All life comes from God, and uh, even before the egg is connected with the sperm. All life comes from God. Uh, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. If all life comes from God, just like Satan at one time lived in heaven, his rebellion got him thrown out of heaven. If all life comes from God, now this this you don't read in the Word of God, but it just came to me, uh, you never know. Maybe without our understanding at one time, we were all in heaven. Yeah, there's certainly scripture to support that. And you know, the thing is that we are created by the word of God. Everything that was ever brought into the world is it was was by God speaking. And so whether it's a tree or anything else, it's all brought forth by, by the word of God. And That's so it. there's an activation of the Word of God already in us. Yes, By the yes. very fact that we're created by the Word of God. Good. Yeah, that's good. And so how that's much good. more should we be hungry to know His Word, to know His will, to know His purpose, so we can align with that? Because the Bible says that I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the only way I can truly intercede is I need to know what is the will of God in heaven. Now, the Word of God reveals much of that to us, but also the Holy Spirit reveals it to us as we are in worship, as we are uh, in the presence of the Lord. uh, Those things become revealed. And the thing is, you can grow in, in your understanding. You can grow in your spirit. Your spirit man can be enlarged. Physical man has a certain dimension, but the spirit man is not limited to the size of your body. And so your spirit can grow in the presence of God, and you can be receiving it. The key thing is not only to go into the presence of God to speak, to share what your need is or share what your thoughts are, but you need to be receiving from the, the Godhead. You need to be receiving the nature of God. You begin to receive the fullness of God. You need to be receiving the light, the glory, the, the majesty. You just need to receive uh, the 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 essence of who he is because it's his passion you know jesus when he went to the cross he said this is my body this is my blood when he said take the communion that's a partaking of christ that's a partaking of what he did on the cross and so uh the throne room experience is also a partaking experience yeah that's excellent i know that uh 
I've been serving to our staff and families uh, every service once a week uh, during our main service we do uh, the communion you know the flesh and the blood partake of my flesh and drink of my blood some people uh, years ago I know I, I used to hear people say I don't understand that how can you eat his flesh and drink his blood well again perceiving partaking we accept everything God has accomplished we we inhale the word of God the word of God became flesh and dwelt among us the word of God and everything God's already accomplished everything he did all of the sacrifice uh, he took it on his body and uh, we get the benefits of eating his flesh and drinking his blood, uh, healing, uh, divinity, eternal life. I'll tell you what, you know, that's that's a deep, deep understanding. And, and we could do a whole program on that, eating the flesh, drinking the blood. But it goes right mm-hmm. back into what you're talking about, perceiving and realizing uh, who you are and what you can accomplish through God and moving into the throne room of God. Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the key, one of the key things here is that we need a living faith. We don't want to be stagnant. We don't want to be, well, I go to church, I read my Bible, you know, I have a little devotion time. We really want to partake. We want to go further in. We want to get more revelation. We want to get more of the, of the sense of his glory. We want, to, we want to hear the sounds of heaven. We want to see the glories of heaven. And you can see that in your spirit. It's amazing what the spirit can do. It's not limited by the, the, the body. And so we need to step out of the limitations because if we stay in the limitations, we can become religious in our thinking. We can become more focused on our doctrine than we are on the one that, or more on what we know rather than the one who, who we know. And so it's about knowing him. It's about having that, that connection or his, his nature because the Bible talks about partaking in the divine nature. Exactly. So, yeah. So we want to partake in that divine nature. Right. And and uh, a spirit of religion is not in the throne room of God. <laughs> so uh, no, we, we, it can't handle it. That's it right. It, it can't survive. And no. So we, we've got to be intimate with the Father. Absolutely. No, that, that's yeah, so, so we, important. Yeah. If we don't have an awakening to the throne room, then how are we going to survive what we're dealing with today? No, that's so true. Uh, People don't understand, again, one, they don't understand who God is, and they don't understand who they are in Christ Jesus. And that just comes sheerly back to a lack of intimacy with the Father. That comes back to, again, uh, wrong priorities where we're too involved uh, with self and and self-righteousness, self-centeredness, instead of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is his will. Dennis? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and when I'm, you know, you were talking about what we did in D.C., and, and I think we could do a whole teaching on that because there's so much that took place during that time totally but we saw we saw a great shift during that time and we don't have time to go into all the details but one of the key purposes for us to be a throne room people is one is to get us out of this atmosphere that we're in here where we're dealing with darkness and we're dealing with all the demonic and the evil that's that's around us and so we, we, we come out of this atmosphere and we go into a higher atmosphere, which is the atmosphere of heaven. And then we can become a quickened by the will of God. 
by the sense of what he wants to do and how he wants us to move, how he wants us to declare and decree, how he wants us to speak, how he wants us to take authority, how he wants us to move with, with angels and with the Holy Spirit. And so one of the key things that happens is you learn that God will give you authority in the throne room to shift things, shift things in people, to shift things in your community, to shift things, you know, that you may battles that you're, you may be dealing with in your own community, uh, shift things in states and nations. Well, that's so true. The Bible goes into areas where, you know, God gives different angels responsibility and, and you get into the last days, you get into the book of Revelation, you can see the responsibilities angels have as they execute the will of God. And as we're intimate with God, uh, God has us uh, execute his will on earth. And so, again, this is a whole other area that some people never even think about, not realizing they can be his arm to execute his will. Dennis? Yeah, I was with a missionary down in um, Panama about two years ago, and, and uh, he came to the breakfast table, and he said, I was in prayer this morning, and the Lord spoke to me, and he said, do not ask me to do when I have given you authority to do. Oh, that's good. That's good. And so, Go ahead. Yeah, so we have, we, have a, an, we have authority given to us uh, clearly in the Word of God. Uh, clearly, uh, we, we can, uh, as we talk, we can pray for the sick, other things we do, preach the Word, many things that we're given authority to do. And, we're, and we, can, we can move on those higher levels of authority when we, when we uh, are moving with the Holy Spirit. We are in the, uh, hearing from the Father. Uh, fellowshipping with the Son, and, you know, that's the, the, the great privilege of the children of God. That is the great, great privilege. That we, we, you know, most people think, well, when am I get to heaven? Okay, uh, that's nice, but what about now? You know, you know, we need to bring heaven here. We need to see the manifestation of the glory here. We need to see uh, healing signs and wonders happening here. We need to see people getting set free. We need to see chains get broken. We need to see the power of God. We need to move not in our knowledge so much, but rather in the presence and in the power of the Spirit. And so, like somebody once said, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Amen. And so, yeah. And so it's all about uh, bringing the kingdom of God to the earth. And we do that by being uh, intimate with him, and by learning how to get uh, past them and the resistance, because there's always going to be resistance, and you've got to press in. So you have to make a commitment. It's not, it's not just saying, well, I'll, I'll try it. No, that doesn't work. You have to say, I will do this every single day. I will, I will spend quality time. I'll spend this time with the Lord. In fact, I get up a little earlier. I'm going to spend time with him. I'm going to put on some deep worship music. I'm going to focus on him. I'm going to thank him that he's inviting me into his presence, and I'm going to begin to perceive and understand that I am the child of God with this incredible privilege to come boldly into the throne room of grace. That's excellent, Dennis. I know years ago, you remember when, again, people were being slaughtered in Rwanda and Burundi, and six months, 1.3 million people died in Rwanda uh, during that terrible, terrible slaughter, one tribe against the other. And um, God gave me a word for 
uh, Rwanda and Burundi. I had to fast 42 days, 42 days to have the courage to overcome my weakness, which is the flesh, pride, uh, self-survival. And so fasting, uh, you deny self-survival. You quit eating and you rely totally on God and his spirit, his word, his strength. And then God gave me, again, the strength to go into those countries when I got to, I won't, uh, to cut the story short, when I got to uh, Burundi, uh, first uh, the ambassador of the United Nations from Burundi met me and said, uh, Dr. Hansen, you should have died. You must be a man of God. Uh, you survived going through the jungles in a public bus, and, and I should have died. It was ambushed, and that's a whole other story. I believe angels appeared. People were screaming, but uh, nobody came out and killed everybody. Uh, I believe angels appeared, and I could go into that, how they have appeared and saved my life, and people saw them. But... Uh, when I was in the parliament giving a word of what God said for Burundi, then God uh, exposed uh, sins of murder in the parliament. Sir, you shot a man in the head, you killed him. Uh, sir, you slashed a man across the face, you killed him. Uh, again, sins of murder. And then God, you know, we're talking about being used as his arm of execution, his arm of justice. And uh, God said, uh, today is a day of mercy and grace. If you'll stand and confess right now, God will forgive you. If not for each week I'm gone and you don't confess, you will one a week will die and you'll know God sent a real prophet. Dennis, five members of the parliament stood up and confessed of murder. Now, that's being used of God in an intimate way as, as his arm of justice, his arm of execution. And I never had any idea of saying any of that until I got in the situation, just like in Washington, D.C., where God started to reveal things the longer we spent in his presence. Amen. You know, the Bible says that his uh, throne is founded on uh, justice and righteousness. And, you know, oftentimes... I meditate on his nature, his character, his attributes, who he is, you know, even righteousness and justice, which is the foundation of his throne. I mean, what a powerful concept. And so when we begin to meditate on those things, we begin to begin to worship him for those things, for, for who he is. It it solidifies our, our confidence in him. You know, like when you went into that country, you know, you knew your life could be taken, but you had spent that time in prayer. You spent that time seeking him. And so your spirit man was prepared for the challenges that you were going to face, and you overcame. Amen. And, and, this is, and, and this is what the Lord is calling us to do. He's calling us to overcome in this hour. He doesn't want us to be the, the tail. He wants us to be the head. He doesn't want us to be controlled. He wants us to be the ones who control. He doesn't want us to be uh, pushed down. He wants us to be lifted up. That's right. Amen. And so this is why we... You know, I was, I was listening to a, a podcast this morning, and uh, a world-renowned um, psychologist, Charlie Harvard, was talking, and he said, and he's become a Christian, and he was saying, you know, the um, the thing that I find everywhere I go around the world where I share is people are desperate for hope. People are desperate for a good word. And there's no there's no greater hope than being in God's presence. That's right. There's no, there's no greater hope than... And knowing that you're 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 prepared for every battle you have to face, 
you have an anointing for everything you have to to deal with for every struggle for every for every um issue Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. You're watching it on social media. Apostolic leader Dennis Moore out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, He'll be leaving uh, actually tomorrow for Montana for a conference. But uh, once again, you can move into the throne room of God. He made a comment how uh, earlier a missionary said, you know, God's not going to do what he's already commanded you to do. In other words, God's not going to come out of heaven to save your nation or any nation. He gave us that responsibility to be salt and light, to make disciples of the nations, to put the right people into office for righteousness. We have a responsibility to exercise the will of God, to be his ambassadors, to see justice done in our nation, in every nation of the earth. Go to www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. Subscribe to it so we can fill the stadiums in every nation and bring that nation back under the authority of God so we can see another Pentecost, so we can stop our nation from falling from evil men and judgment. May God richly bless you. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.